In conjunction with Deep Experience Revival Level, introduce to you God's Word with simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastigo Colopring. God bless you as you listen. Our Father, we thank you again today. Thank you for giving us Jesus Christ. Lord, we have come again to learn of you. Unto that, O Lord, you called us. We ask you today again that you open your seal, that we will behold you as you are. Lord, please, we ask that every one of us that is here, that our heart will be open to receive from you. Let a seed of your word be planted in our souls. Let it not be planted, O Lord, in anyone's head. We ask you, O Lord, that the word we receive today will benefit us. Cause our lives for Lord to be like your own. This is our earnest desire. We look up to you because we know you will reach out to us again. Because you have not called the seed of Jacob to seek in vain, Lord, we ask you, stretch your hand and heal the sick among us in the name of Jesus Christ. Perfect everything that concerns your people. We give thanks to you because you have answered us. For in Jesus' most precious name we have prayed. Hallelujah. We are still looking at our teaching definition, concept, and basics of discipleship. And today, under the definition and concept of discipleship, we'll be looking at discipleship shows in life and character. It shows in life of a Christian and in the character of that Christian. If all that we are learning of Christ will not reflect in our day by day life, we have not started learning of Christ. If I say I am learning of Jesus, I sit at the feet of Jesus day by day, learning of him, it is expected that he should begin to reflect in my day-by-day -day lifestyle. In my day-by-day -day lifestyle. Going to church is not the matter. Reading the Bible is not the matter. Knowing the pastor is not the matter. Knowing the bishop or walking with the prophets is not the matter. The matter is when you walk with Christ... The life of Christ is expected to reflect in your day-by-day -day life. It reflects when you speak. It reflects in the friends that you have. It reflects when you relate with people, whether opposite sex. It reflects in your business. It reflects the way you relate with your wife, the way you relate with your husband, the way we relate with our children, the way we relate with anybody at all. So discipleship that we can see in the character and in the life of a man is not discipleship. 
It's not discipleship. We've not started. We're joking. We're joking. Acts chapter 4 verses 13. Acts chapter 4 verses 13. So, what do we strive for? We are striving to be like Christ in every aspect of our lives, in everything that we do, in the way we handle our money, in the way I marry my wife, in the way I train my children, in the way I pastor the church of Jesus because he is the shepherd. Hallelujah. In the way I pastor the church of Jesus Christ, in the way I handle money, including the money that belongs to the ministry and my own money and also the money that people might have given to me to keep for them or to use it to help them in one way or the other. If all the Christians in the whole world reflect the life of Christ, there won't be a problem. If every pastor is reflecting the life of Christ, there won't be a problem. If all the bishop reflect the life of Christ, there won't be any problem. If every child of God reflect the life of Christ, there won't be any problem. But where the issue is, is that we read the Bible, but the character we display is different from the Bible. And that is what God is saying to us. If we are disciples of Christ, it must show in our lives and in our character. Hallelujah. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with who? With Jesus. They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Now we look at that from that aspect. There are so many people you see they are naive. Some of them, they are not confident. There's no boldness in them. They can't dare anything. Now, when we stay with Christ, there is this boldness that Jesus gives to you. It's not false boldness. I have seen so many false boldness. False boldness. They are bold, but it's false. They can't dare anything serious about life. They can't dare anything serious about life. They can't run with a vision from God. You can see some people that men, you think that this one is bold, that is strong. So we look at these men that the people who are learned could not intimidate. With all of their education, with all of their qualification, they couldn't intimidate them. They could not intimidate them. As a result that they have been with Christ. As a result that they have been with Christ. So being with Jesus makes you bold. It has nothing to do with your education. It has nothing to do with your educational qualification. Being with Christ makes an illiterate to become bold. and very confident. The Bible says when they look at them, they say, ah, these ones, we know them. They have been with us. They have not gone to secular school. They don't know how to solve mathematics. They don't know how to speak Queen's English. But the truth is that where do they get this kind of boldness from? How do they come about this boldness that they are not afraid of us? 
we the teachers of the law, who knows everything about the law, from the beginning to the end, we are the commanders of the law. But these men, being with Christ, distinguish them. Being with Jesus, distinguish them. If you have been in discipleship indeed, it must show in your boldness. It must show in your boldness. If you are the kind that still fidget under circumstances, if you cannot look at circumstances and say, no, forget about it. This is what the Lord asked me to do. The Bible said at a time, they said, do we obey you people and leave God? They called them, they flogged them openly and they asked them, don't preach in the name of this Jesus again. And they called the people and said, now we ask you this simple question. Do you want us to obey you or do we obey God? Do you want us to obey you? Are you not seeing so many cowards that are Christians today? They are educated but they are cowards. They go to church. Even some of them are what? They are deacons in the church. They are elders but they are cowards. What makes the difference is being with Christ. It's being with Christ. It's not the title that I picked. Uh -uh. It's my being with Christ that shows. Once you are with Jesus, it must show in your boldness. 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 There are certain encounters Jesus gives to a man. The man is no more afraid to address doctors. He's no more afraid to address lawyers. The church you identify with, it has nothing to do with the number of people that are there. It has all to do with whom you are staying with. It has to do with who are you staying with. He said, the secret there, or rather the revelation there is that they perceived I understand it. That these men were what? Unlearned. But the truth is that they have been with who? With Christ. They have been with Christ. They have been with Christ. That was the secret. Being with Jesus. Being with Jesus. Now, why do we keep talking about discipleship? Discipleship is not like a kind of church program. No, no, no. Discipleship simply means be with who? Christ. That is the meaning. Be with Christ. Discipleship simply means to be with who? Anybody who tells he's running discipleship and is not trying to focus you on Christ, it's not discipleship he's running. You should go and look for what he's doing. If you should sit under any man and they call that discipleship and you are not learning of Christ more and more, you are not knowing Jesus more and more, you are not in discipleship, you better leave that place. You are not in discipleship. If it's program that you are learning, it's not discipleship. If it is incantation, you know, there's a lot of church that do incantations now. You're not in discipleship. So if you go to some churches, you know, they will say something, you say your own. They will say another thing, you say another thing. They will say another thing, you say another thing. Those things are not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is learning of Jesus. Walking with Jesus every day. Looking at the scriptures. Who are you looking for? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, all the pages of scripture, you are looking for Jesus. All your prayer is, Lord, where are you? Reveal yourself to me. 
Reveal yourself to me. That makes you bold. What again will it make you? It makes you wise. It makes you wise. Super wise. You become wise. Very intelligent. Very intelligent. You won't need a prophet. You won't need to be visiting prophets again. Because you always know what to do. Just like Christ will know what to do concerning every matter that confronts him. He knows what to do. He always knows what to do. So whenever you see a child of God is taught, there's something wrong with that child of God. Check his work with Christ. Check his work with Christ. There is always a way and Christ is that way for a child of God to escape every trouble when he's walking step by step with Jesus. Are we saying amen? So they perceive that they are learned, but there is one mystery about their lives. He said they marveled, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with who? With Jesus. So that is the secret. So what is the secret? The secret is being with Christ. The secret is being with Christ. The secret is being with Christ. There is no discipleship. There is nothing you are doing in the church if you are not with Christ. If Jesus is not the one you are learning, in order for his life to reflect in your own life, are you understanding what I'm saying? His life to reflect in your own life. Oh, you're not there. You're not there. I am a good witness to that. I'm not a graduate. There was a time I was troubled. I wanted to go back to school, but I said no. When I discovered that being with Christ changes your mentality. It changes everything about you. It makes you bold. It makes you confident. You can look at even somebody who went to school. You discover that as you are talking, the person will close his mouth. Being with Jesus. Being with Jesus. is sweet to be with Christ. So, we must understand that. Listen, the more I stay with him, the more you get better. In fact, in my work with Christ, I discovered that Jesus actually can teach you everything. Like he said, he said, the spirit that we receive can teach us all things. There's no limitation in what the Holy Ghost can do in the life of a child of God. There's no what? Limitation. There's no limitation in what the spirit of God can do in the life of a child of God. No limitation. No limitation at all. No limitation. It will teach you all things. He said it will bring to your remembrance all things. It will teach you all things. But how will it teach you all things? You must walk very close with him. Very close. Ah, Jesus can teach you mathematics. Ah, Jesus, he can teach you mathematics well, well, well. There's nothing he can't teach you. Listen, is the one you desire him to teach you. Our brother, he shared one testimony with us. He told us when he started this work with Christ, very close work with Christ. He said, exam will be coming, you know, he will still be with Christ. He said when he wants to detach himself to go and study, Jesus will say, relax. If you finish being with me, I will teach you where to study. And when he stay with Christ, Christ will tell him, just study here, study here, don't go fast, just study here. And when he study, he said, when he sit down, exactly that place, he said he'll be smiling, smiling everywhere. Everybody will be looking at him and say, why is this man smiling like this? 
And this is what everybody is struggling. Both the ones that are putting their leg inside bucket with water. But there is a better way. Do you see? First of all, he had to hook onto Jesus. A very close walk with Christ. When the time for the exam comes, that Jesus you have been working with will now tell him, just study here. He will just go and study there. He will just narrow there after studying. Say, once he go there, he will look at the thing. One, the same thing. Two fifty. He will smile and say, Lord Jesus. <laughs> he said, by the time they know, he will finish and walk out of the hall. So the secret is working with Christ. Listen, I want to share something with you. Do you know, I discover in this life that we struggle too much. Do you know all the time we used to turn up and down? If we had invested it in knowing Christ, it would have just told you the shortest way for you to get to where you're going to in life. But the problem we have is that we'll be pursuing nonsense things. With the time we would have used to know him more, to work with him more, at the end of the day, some of us, whom God showed mercy, will still return back there again. And now they tell us, stay with Jesus. Say, ah, this same Jesus they started teaching mercies. <laughs> you now start studying about him after you have suffered so many things. Is it necessary for we to start suffering before we come back to him? Being with Christ makes all the difference. So, in these people's case, they saw that, ah, these men, we know them. Where do they get this boldness from? How did this, their own boldness, emerge? They discovered there is no other way. Will you be with Christ? Be with Christ. Stay with Jesus. Day by day. Day by day. It pays to serve Jesus. I said, it pays to serve Jesus. Matthew 26. You can't be with Jesus and deny it. Matthew 26 verse 69. You can't be with Jesus and deny it. You remember the case of Peter. That denied Christ. He denied him one. When they accused him. You remember they accused him. I say you are one of them. You can't deny now. If you are with Christ. Everybody must know. <laughs> no matter how you try to deny is a lie you can't deny. Because your speech, your work, everything will be saying about Christ. So Peter was trying to deny. I said, la, 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 you can't go anywhere. You, we know you. <laughs> you have been with him. <laughs> you are one of them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now Peter sat without in the palace. And a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also wert with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. I don't know what you're saying. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what you're saying. 71. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him, and said unto them that we are there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. 72. And again, he denied with an oath. If you like, deny with an oath. If you are with Christ, they will know. Everybody will know. 
He denied this time with an oath. I do not know the man. He's now calling Jesus the man. They say, if you like, call him the woman. You are one of them. Seventy-three. And after a while, came unto him, they that stood by, and said to Peter, surely, this is the word they use now, surely of a truth, surely, thou also art one of them, for thy speech, thy speech betrayed thee. You cannot tell us that you are one of them. Your speech, your speech, the way you talk, the way you behave, the way you talk, the way you behave, is showing everybody you are one of them. Do you know if we go out there, the way we talk, has anybody once asked you, you, you say you follow Jesus, look at how you are talking. Has anybody ever asked you such a thing? They say you, you are following Jesus, look at the way you talk. Even you, you are lying and you say you are Jesus somebody. And at times we are playing with things like that. We think that these things are not serious. It's serious. It's a serious matter. That we need to go back home and cry to God and say, Lord, please. If my speech is not showing the people that I know you, then something is wrong with my life. If the friends I work with does not prove to the world that I now belong to Christ, then something is wrong with my life. If your old friends can comfortably still come to your house, relax with you, smoke the way they used to smoke before, talk the things they used to talk before with you, something is wrong with your life. You are not with Christ. You are not yet with Jesus. It's not true. Go and check. You are not with Christ. If your old friends can come to you and they will say, ah, that man don't change you. We can't talk the way we used to talk. Are you understanding? And the news will circulate to other of your old friends that this man is no more the man he used to be. That if you're going to him, you must be careful what you're saying. Are we saying amen? Listen, any day somebody had confidence to carry the girlfriend that you know quite well is sleeping with to introduce to you and they smiling and they bring it to you something is wrong with your life listen something is still wrong go and check well you have not known Jesus if you've known even when they are coming you will say because because I know that man even the person will know that he might lose the girlfriend if he carry the girl to your house Hallelujah. Now, he said, see, his speech, his speech betrays him. If your speech will not tell the people whom you belong to, then something is wrong. We know quite well, many of us, our speech tells the world we are not of Christ. Honestly speaking, what you say, even your conversation on the phone, at times you even stay with people, they are lying. And you couldn't even say anything. I was in one meeting one day. So something happened that day. So I was in that meeting. I didn't know that they want to lie now. So they were making a call. 
We are supposed to go and visit somebody. And we are still in the meeting. The man called, where are you people? They say we are already on the way. I said, no, we are not on the way. And the man had it. They say, we are. I said, no, 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 no. Don't tell that lies now. It's not good. Are we on the way? We are here. Are we not here? You want to add me to your life? God forbid. I'm not part of you. He said, ah, he went now. Ah, you know, he's just, you know. I said, no. If that is the way, let me just leave you people and go. Now, until a child of God understands that our speech should make everybody know that actually we belong to Christ. The friends we keep should tell everybody that we belong to Christ. The Bible said these men, they withdrew to their own company. Are you understanding? They have their own company. They have the group they work with. It's not everybody that is their company. Everybody cannot be your friend if you are a child of God. Everybody can be your friend. He says, is it not God that created them? Yes, it's God that created them. But the truth is that there is a life you carry they don't carry. And they don't understand what you are saying. They will never understand you. No matter how you struggle. Until they repent and give their life to Christ. They will never understand you. There's nothing you will do that will make them to understand you. There's nothing you will do. They are well sure they are not of Christ. They are not of Christ. They don't belong to Jesus. So if we say we belong to Christ, what discipleship will do in your life is to bring you more closer to him so that you can understand what it means to be with Jesus and what it means to belong to Jesus. You see, everything you do in all your dealings with people, you'll be afraid. Even if they give you millions, nobody is there to supervise you. You will know that God is watching you. You'll be afraid. You'll be afraid. If they give you ministry money, you will know God is watching you. If a friend asks you, I'm traveling, my wife is around, though, you'll not be hanging around the wife. Are we saying amen? So we must understand that. Let's understand it. In anything you do, you must grow to the level that people, when they are coming close to you, they will know. Acts chapter 11 verse 26. And when he had found him, he brought him on to Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people and the disciples we are called Christians first in Antioch. You are called Christians first in Antioch. So what does it mean for them to call them Christians? It simply means Christ-like. Christian simply means Christ-like. Now the question is that, are you like Christ? So when you say, I'm a Christian, what does it mean? I'm a Christian. Who are you? I'm a Christian. There are so many pagans who claim to be Christians. Because to be a Christian simply means Christ-like. I am Christ-like. I have the life of Christ. I have the nature of Christ. I have the character of Christ. 
I behave like Christ. I speak like Christ. I do things like Christ. That is the meaning. To be a Christian. So it's not just enough to say I'm a Christian. You can't be a Christian and be a robber. Is Jesus a robber? You can't be a Christian and be stealing. You can't be a Christian and be stealing. You cannot be a Christian and be practicing things that you know they are unclean. You can't. You can't be a Christian and be fornicating. If I'm a Christian, I should know a Christian ought not to fornicate because Jesus wasn't doing what? Doing that. A Christian ought not to be cheating people. Jesus wasn't going up and down cheating people. So if I'm a Christian, how am I supposed to live my life? I should live like Christ. Is it not true? I should live like Christ. Is it not true? Please, I should live like Christ. Is it not true? I should live like him. So all that I labor in this life is to live like Christ. In our times, we men, you will charge like this. As the lion of the tribe of your home. And when you settle down, Jesus will tell you, what is the muzzle for? Jesus will just call you, what is this muzzle for? How does it reflect me? You just get tired. You get broken. If you just turn, if you are hearing him, he will say, why are you barking like a dog? Why is your muzzle like this? Is that the way I'm dealing with you? If I've dealt with you that way, I would have finished you since. I would have finished you since. So why are you doing gra-gra to the woman? He said, but I'm the head. He said, you are head, but you are not a correct head now. I'm also the head. I am the one that made you the head. So let me teach you how to be the head. So I have to start learning how to be the head from Jesus. He <laughs> said, head must not be shouted anyhow. Are we saying amen? He said, but you see the way everybody's behaving. He said, you are you behaving well? <laughs> Don't you know if you are behaving like this, you're not behaving well? <laughs> so, when we look at Christ, are you understanding? We can see our fault. If you look away from Christ, you won't see anything, no. You might justify yourself and think everything you're doing is right. But when Jesus stands at the mirror, you see all the nyama nyama, all the troubles that cover your head. You will need to start crying and say, Lord, please, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. I thought I'm there, but I'm not there. I am not there. I am not there. Men justify themselves when they take away their eyes from the mirror called Christ. They begin to justify themselves when Christ is no more the one they are looking at. No one can ever justify himself whenever he looks at Christ. You will see there is still error in my life. You will see him cry. You see him cry. You remember the man called Isaiah? When he saw Christ, he said, Ah, oh, I'm a man of what? Unclean lips. Can you imagine a man that speaks and everything he says come to pass? How come he became a man of unclean lips? Because he saw Christ and saw his own wretchedness in Christ. He saw his own wretchedness in Christ. So it's important that you understand. I read this for you. When the disciple has made real progress in his discipleship relationship with the Lord, his character, deeds, and manner of life and speech show obviously 
to those around that he had been with Jesus. That he had been with Jesus. It must show, obviously, everyone must be seeing this man has been with Christ. The way he handles situations, the way he behaves, the way he talks, the way he reacts to things, everything, it must show. The way he handles resources, the way he handles things, the way he handles his family, the way he handles the resources they give to him, the way he handles the people of God. If he's a pastor, how does he handle the people of God? Praise God. Are we saying amen? Discipleship is there for the sheep that brings the willing volunteer pupil, disciple across the ocean of the natural lifestyle. Discipleship is the process that transforms the willing disciple from the gulf of the fallen nature into the new spiritual lifestyle, which is the very life of Christ. Hallelujah. It is what changes him from just being a baby in Christ with all the potentials but undeveloped into becoming a full-grown man into the measure of the stature and of the fullness of Christ. Hallelujah. When any man is born again, he is a new creation in Christ Jesus. He has all the potentials of divine nature living within, but undeveloped and immature. To become a man in Christ, that Christian must be on board this ship called discipleship. So to become a man, a matured man in Christ, a matured Christian and not remain a baby Christian and being afraid of certain things, you must be on board this ship called discipleship where you can only learn of Christ. Now look at this. Who is a disciple? A disciple is first of all one who has been born again. A disciple is first of all who has been born again. John chapter 3 verse 1 to 7. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Verse 2. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher who come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. As for Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born? That's five. Jesus answered, Very, very, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Verse six. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. It's not spiritual, it's spirit. Verse seven. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Ye must be born again. Ye must be born again. So discipleship begins when you are born again. You can't talk about discipleship if you're not born again. The nature is not in you. The nature is not in you, like we always say. You know if you see crocodile and if you see a lizard, do they look alike? But is there anything the lizard will do? If we carry the food of crocodile and now start feeding the lizard, will it ever grow like the crocodile? Can he ever grow like that? Now say crocodile from now eat lizard food. Lizard eats crocodile food. We want it to become crocodile. Will it ever happen? It can never happen. 
Why won't it happen? It's not in the nature of the lizard. It can never ever become crocodile forever. That's nothing it do. So the same way it is, if you carry the food, the spiritual food, that is for the children of God, and give to somebody who is an unbeliever, expecting the person to grow, she or he can never grow. No matter the program you package, no matter the tips you give to the person, no matter the prayer you pray, the person can never grow. He can never grow to become what God has not destined him to be. So God said, you must be born what? Again. For you to be born again simply means for you to get the nature of Christ in you. For God to remove the old nature and now give you the nature of who? Of Christ. The nature of Christ when it comes to a man. Now when you speak the word of God to the man. The word of God is the food that feeds that nature. And the nature begins to grow. Can somebody say amen? So when you see everybody stay in the church on Sunday. It's not the matter. Everybody stay in the church is not everybody that is born again. If everybody that stays in the church is born again. Oh, everybody be growing. Everybody be growing. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 13 and 14. So, Jesus said to him, you must be born again. So, being born again is compulsory. Whether the person like it or what, or not. Even if it's your mother, no matter how you love your mother, and you are telling your mother God's word, no matter how you love your father, and you are telling him God's word, it's not benefiting him or her. Why? The person needs the nature first. It needs the nature first. Without the nature of Christ first in that person, forget about it. No matter the word of God he eats or she eats, it remains like that. It can never grow. We things also we speak not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14. For the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually designed. They are spiritually designed. So he cannot receive spiritual things. God's word is spiritual. The word that I speak to you, they are life and they are what? They are spirit. So God's word is spirit. It's not a carotting. It is a food that feeds the nature of Christ in a believer. It is a food that feeds the nature of Christ in a believer. The food that feeds the nature of Christ in a believer. There is no other food that God made available to feed me and you. That's why if a believer refused the word of God, he starts shrinking. He starts getting lean in the spirit. He will be lean and lean and lean until it dries up. But when he starts feeding on God's word, he starts being robust in the spirit. Even in the flesh, you might see him as one. But in the spirit, he's a giant. He's a giant. He's a giant. I don't know whether somebody's understanding. And God said, you must be born again. You must be born again. Being born again is more than going to church. And look at what God said in Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36 verse 26. So, when you become born again, this is what happened. There is a change of heart. The old heart, God remove it from you and give you a new heart that will begin to obey God. 
that will begin to love the things of God. You see, before you became born again, you don't love the things of God. I remember before I became born again, the things I love is just foolish things of the world. We chase women. We come back. We carry masquerade. We come back. We play gong. Useless things. We come back. We have unbelieving friends everywhere. We come back. These are useless things. But when Christ came and changed that heart, only what my hand parts for. If you bring masquerade around me, I'll say, Mepandara. I say, see, Nandia was in the These are mad people. What are they doing? What they come out of this thing they are doing? If I see people chasing women up and I say, Ah, brother, come out. Come out. Come out. There's no life there. Why? A heart has been changed. The heart has been changed. He said, a new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And that will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you an heart of flesh. God will give you a complete new heart. When you genuinely give your life to Christ. Confessing all your sins and forsaking all of them. Confessing all of your sins and forsaking all of them. A new heart comes. And that is the heart that God begins to feed. Verse 27. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my status and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. Shall keep my judgments and do them. And what is judgment of God? Genesis to Revelation is the judgment of God. In the judgment of God, it teaches you how to do what? How to treat your mother. How to marry your wife. How to do things that you ought to do. So we must understand it we must understand it. You must be born again. You cannot talk about being in discipleship when you have not given your life to Christ. When you have not given your life to Christ. In John chapter 1 verse 12 to 13, as many as received him, to them gave you power to become the children of God. He said these ones are not born of human nature. They are not born of the will of any man. They are born of God. They are born of God. John chapter 1 verse 12. But as many as received him to them gave the power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. Verse 13. Which were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God. They are born of God. They are born of God. You know what it means that you are born of God. So you must be born again. It's after you are born again you think about enrolling into discipleship. You can't talk about discipleship when you are not yet upon again. You can't talk about discipleship with your old nature. You can't talk about discipleship with sin dwelling in you. You can't talk about discipleship when you have not decamped from darkness, from the kingdom of the devil, unto God completely. Can we say amen now? So we want to stop here. So that next Saturday we'll continue. But remember, on Thursday, you stay calm. We'll still discuss discipleship here on Thursday. It's important. It's a wonderful time in God's presence. It's a wonderful time in God's presence. You know him more intimately. Know him more intimately. So today, you must be born again. You must, don't let anything deceive you. Even if you're singing in the church, like we've seen so many problems in the church today. You see people singing in church, but they are insane. You see pastor preaching, it's insane. They don't call it anything again. They see sin as nothing, as a normal way of life. Sin cannot be a normal way of life. You must be born again so that God can give you a new heart. Are we saying amen? Can we rise on our feet as we begin to pray? Lord Jesus, we cry to you. Have your way now. Angel. I know you.
you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep Experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our Life Transforming Seminars for all in Sports Circle at Sue E23, C2C Plaza, Mpokiti Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090 Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed. Angel.